0: You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Good evening, and welcome to the Nottingham Forest page, Facebook page, Nottinghamshire Live, and Garibaldi Red podcast. Uh, my name is Matt Davis, and I'm joined by Red's legend Gary Birtles. Backed by popular demand, uh, genuinely, <laughs> to, no, you really, you were the star of the show in our last podcast. Um, <laughs> to talk about a very eventful night at Nottingham Forest, uh, Lamucci out, Houston in. The king is dead, long live the king. Um, do comment uh, below and we'll read a few of those out and put your questions to Gary. But, Gary, what's your initial reaction to the events of tonight? Are you happy with it? Houston, a good appointment?
1: Uh, I don't think you're ever happy seeing somebody get the sack. But uh, we said before, it's the nature of the game of football. When things don't go right, managers get very little time nowadays. They used to get a lot longer. And with the start they've had to the season, uh, nobody's surprised that it's happened. It's sad. Uh, but, you know, you have to move on and uh, that's the way it is. And Chris Houghton I think, will be a popular appointment. Um, you know, he's managed in the Premier League. He's got teams promoted before, so he knows what it's about. He knows the championship. And uh, that is a massive bonus when you've got a manager coming in.
0: How do you think Forest fans should remember Lamucci's contribution? Uh, mostly positive, you think, despite the big disappointment at the end of last season or not?
1: Um. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because everything went wrong at the end of the season. Everything was going well until, you know, that last few, those last few games. And I think he did make mistakes in those last few games. Um, I said before, I thought Michael Dawson was underused in uh, those games where he could have come on. Uh, He's very vocal. He's a leader and he's good in the air. And we we conceded goals as we have this season from set pieces and balls into the box. Um, But, yeah, we were nearly there. We nearly made it into the playoffs, which is a which is a huge improvement, you know, from what we'd gone through before. So you have to thank him for that, for getting us that close. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it is sad, but now it's a new chapter. You have to move on. That is the nature of the game. It's brutal at times, and just hope Chris Houghton can turn things around, lift everybody's spirits, which is really needed at the moment, and and move us forward.
0: There's a whole raft of comments here, so I'm just gonna. Um, we'll just get a few put up on the screen. Uh, Martin Lever's cracking decision. James Tinsley, so happy about it. Chris Hewton. Uh, CJ Brand, Chris Hewton, a good appointment. Uh, Nick Brailsford, can the owners give Chris the time he needs to turn it around? I mean, that's a, a good point, isn't it? That they've made so many signings, they've, they're in god awful form. Um, and he's got to hit the ground running, really, hasn't he? It's not—it's kind of a, the nightmare scenario for a new manager. But then a new manager never comes into a club in a good situation, normally, does he, Gary?
1: But the thing is, it, it was quite a good situation until the last—you know—the last moment, the last day of the season. So all of a sudden, you don't become bad players overnight. Um, I think you got a little bit lucky at times last season. Managers do get lucky. Um, you know, we're, we're a team that's set up to get a goal and then try and defend it. And sometimes that's very difficult at any level to do that. Um, So he's got a squad who nearly got there. He's brought some decent players in, to be fair. Um, McKenna at the back, he's brought Arter in. You know, there are players there who've made a little bit of a difference. And there are still players in that squad who who may be able to flourish under, you know, somebody new who maybe realizes a bit more about their potential, what they can do for the team. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, how quickly you know, Chris can get in there and get things turned around. Uh,
0: Lee Tilston says he wishes Sabri all the best, loved his passion enthusiasm enthusiasm for the club and felt he was a bit unlucky. Um, he wanted yeah. Houston after um, Martin O'Neill's departure. I mean, you might have said it when you were talking initially there, but do you actually think it's the right decision to get rid of Sabri?
1: I think at the, t- the present moment, you know, with the international break, it was maybe the right time because confidence can only get worse, really. You know, you can work on it for the, the time you've got the international break, but you've still got the same mood, the same way of playing. You know, I think if somebody had tried to change things a little bit more drastically than he did, he, it was, you know, was, there, there wasn't any plan B and... We saw against Cardiff, the second half performance, when he changed things up, was quite good. And you think, well, if he, if he did that in the games after that, then there might have been a change. But he didn't. He went back to normality, you know, taking a striker off, putting a striker on. And I think that's what maybe finished him with the fans and, you know, the, the hierarchy at Forest. So, yeah, always sad to see a manager go. He seemed a really nice guy. Um, and you just hope he gets uh, another job somewhere else. But the owner, like I said before in the previous podcast, everything is in place off the pitch. The club is in a wonderful place, and we're very lucky to have an owner in these circumstances like we have at the moment. Um, You know, the newsstand and everything, you know, we mentioned it before. And if Chris can be part of that, you know, guiding the team through all that, and marry it up with what's going off the pitch, then it'll be fantastic for everybody. You know, he's got the experience. He has the knowledge of the championship, which is, we've always said, is vital. You know, you have that knowledge. You've got half a chance. You can hit the ground running.
0: Um, Matt Hallam says proven manager for a change must be licking his lips at uh, the squad. Happy disappointment. Uh, picking on what you said there, I mean, obviously, there's nothing wrong with foreign managers, but it would have been difficult to go down the foreign route this time, wouldn't it? With Savvy not knowing the league and the big changes to the squad, you think they needed to get someone in who knows the championship inside out then?
1: I think it, it's a different animal in the Premier League because the money's so, you know, ridiculous. So a manager coming in, whether he's, he's British or he's, he's foreign, Uh, has got a good opportunity maybe to make things happen. But the further you go down the structure, it becomes more difficult. And you're desperate, I think, for somebody with knowledge of any particular league uh, to be in that position. You know, other managers have proved it wrong. You know, you can come in uh, from abroad. You can do well. But I think the Championship, you know, is, is one of the toughest leagues in world football. And you have to take on board everything you have to look at what gets teams promoted Um, and if you do that you've got half a chance I think I think that's one thing maybe Sabri didn't do look at the previous teams who got promoted and you know take sort of something from those managers and say well he did it that way you know and he did it that way where we maybe we can mix that into what we want to do and uh, I'm not sure he did that at times so, as I say, Chris knows all about that league and uh, I'm sure he'll just come in quickly with his backroom team or whoever it may be and, uh, you know, hopefully turn things around because we have to do it quickly because of the situation. We're lucky that Sheffield Wednesday are down there, um, you know, with no points. You know, they've got that points deduction. But you can soon get cast adrift early in the season. So, we don't want that.
0: Chris Houston, obviously, has got a track record of success in this league and I think he's a two up top type manager he doesn't have the reputation for playing that kind of stellar football like do you think that matters a, at all because Forest fans like attacking football but do they really care as long as they win is that the, the the cut and thrust of it all
1: at the moment it's just about winning games it's not about being pretty you can get pretty later on the thing now is to turn it around very quickly and just get that confidence of one result you know one result could make a big difference to a squad and it would be interesting to see how he works with them during this period in, on the trading ground because that's going to be vitally important. He's got to get them on his side very quickly and uh, you, you hope they can do that because you now look at the squad and there's a bit more strength there. Um, there is quality in there and maybe other players just might get a chance under Chris who didn't get a chance with uh, Sabri.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, picking up on what you said before, Michael Dawson, would he be... Someone at the top of that list, do you think, for you then?
1: Well, we all know Michael's, you know, he's he's one of the older professionals, but he's still got a vast knowledge of the game and maybe he wouldn't play all the games, but he's somebody who you'd love to have in your squad, uh, you know, to be round about the place. And I I I I'll reiterate what I said. I was surprised he wasn't used a little bit more at the end of the season because of his knowledge and his experience. And his vocality, you know, he's very vocal and um, he wasn't used enough. Will Chris, you know, have a chat with him? I'm sure he will do uh, because he has got still a lot to offer and he can help players around the team, around the squad, the younger players. I'm sure, you know, he's great around the training ground. Yeah, so why not pick his brains? And uh, I'm sure Chris will do that because... You, know, you you don't get the success he had without doing things
0: like that. What do you think about the timing of it? Because they've signed this raft of players, they've loaned out Jaguar Valio. From what we understand, the Mucci wanted these players or virtually all of them. Is it a bit weird for you that, you know, Chris Hewitt coming in with players that aren't his. Would it have been better with hindsight, which is easy to have made this move a few weeks ago and given Chris the chance to bring in players?
1: I think because of the nature of what's going on in the world at the moment and you know football of last season it was it, it finished very abruptly then it started very abruptly and it was difficult for everybody in, involved in the game no matter what league you're in um no matter what country you're in it was going to be difficult some do it a little bit better some can acclimatize mm-hmm. to things like that others can't and you anything that you do at the moment is just hit and miss in, in sport and football. You you know, I've been watching the French Open, tennis and, you know, it's, it's so difficult for professional people at the moment maybe to do what they they think is normal. So, there's no right and wrong in that, you know, what happened and um, the timing of it. It's just results, 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 as it's always been and the results just haven't been good enough. We only scored our first goal at the weekend And, you know, after the capitulation at the end of last season, it it was going to happen. And now, you know, we just have to say to Sabri, thank you. And um, Chris, come in and and just get us back on the straight and narrow, get us winning games and, and get the unity back because it's a great football club. Everything is right off the pitch. Let's get it right on the pitch. And, you know, we could be very successful.
0: I'll uh, just put a comment up here, a couple of... Gaz Wisher, do you think they'll pull Carvalho back from loan or maybe loan silver? But I don't think they can. I'm not sure how that would work with Carvalho. And I can't see silver coming back, but that's just me. Um, Gary, someone here, Greg Howard, talking about the backroom staff changing. Um A lot of people saying Colin Calderwood because he's got that relationship with Chris Hewton. He's obviously a forest manager of years gone by. Would you like to see that kind of... Person coming back in, he's obviously Chris is going to bring his own staff in now, isn't he? You've
1: got to give Chris, you know, what he wants, uh, because this looks like the the manager who the the owner and the the football club think now is going to be the one who will lead us back towards the Premier League. So, you know, bringing somebody in like Chris, who's with his experience and Premier League knowledge as well as Championship you're going to have to give him free reign. You're going to have to give him, you know, who he wants to, to bring in these backroom staff. And uh, I'm sure that will happen because, um, why shouldn't it? You know, every time somebody gets a new job, they're allowed to bring their own people in. And I would think it'd be no different, uh, with Chris.
0: Well, this is me thinking in hindsight again, but the timing of Chris Cohen's departure is a bit unfortunate because it would be nice to get him on the forest first team coaching staff, really. But that's the way it goes, I guess. Um, what about in terms of uh, formations and that kind of thing i saw someone asking about a more attacking midfield and things like that do you think chris is going to have a good look at it now over the next couple of weeks of the international break and just see what he's got to work with
1: well i'm i'm sure he'll he'll ask questions he'll, he'll ask people because that's the best thing to do you know you, you'll ask people at the club maybe uh, you know what they think of certain players he will have a knowledge of certain players. He'll have been watching things, I'm sure. You know, if if he thought he'd, he'd, any chance at all of getting the Forest job, because it was a precarious position for Sabri, then I'm sure he would have looked at the squad before and uh, gone through the players and to see, you know, what sort of players he got and what sort of positions. And um, hopefully that... I mean, I don't think he'll be able to get Carvalho back and... Uh, you know, the lone players have gone out because obviously contracts have been, uh, you know, agreed and that, that's happened. But uh, coming in there, he, he, I think he'll have a real knowledge of players who are at the football club already, what they can offer, you know, Nottingham Forest on a regular basis. And uh, he'll be, you know, desperate to get into his stride, get on that trading pitch, see what he can see with this international break. And he's got to come up with his his, his best 11 pretty quickly, you know, because... You've got to hit the ground running. You don't want to be in that bottom three. Uh, You know, unfortunately, you know, Derby won and they were taking the mickey out of Forest at the weekend and we we don't like to see that. Um, But, you know, we've got to turn that round and we've we've got to take the pressure off and start moving upwards uh, and towards the top of the table. And that's that's completely possible. Um, You know, we've seen the teams at the top at the moment. Reading are up there. Bristol City are up there again so there's no reason why forest can't put a run of games together and with that squad now that um i think it's possible um it's just about picking the right squad sticking with the right team um and you know being brave and being a bit more adventurous than we were before because you have to say we weren't adventurous mm-hmm. you know we are a team that if we scored first we'd sit back we 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 wouldn't go and try and maybe win a game at times yeah we get lucky and you know, we get quality in the box and you know, we, we'd win games um, by maybe more than we should. But, you know, you can't keep doing that. You can't keep winning football matches by being a little bit too negative. And, uh, you know, just hopefully that will that will change, change pretty quickly and, you know, set us in the right direction.
0: Do you feel at all sorry for Lamucci, or do you think he was the master of his own downfall?
1: You you always feel sorry for for managers who get uh, get the sack because it's a brutal business football, um, but I, I think some some managers don't always help themselves a great deal. Uh, I mentioned Norwich in the last in the, the podcast before. You know I watched Norwich uh, quite a few times last season before the the lockdown, and they they look great at times, but they played one up front, and when they went behind in games. they didn't play two up front. They always bought one off and put another one on. And so for me, they didn't mix it up enough. So there was no surprise to see them go down. I think you have to try something different when the things you're trying aren't working and glaringly obvious not working. And I don't think Sabre maybe did that or hooked onto that and realised that it did need something a little bit different. Because teams found, I think teams found is a little bit predictable. Mm. Yes, we were solid at times. Yes, we had good players. Yes, we you know, in some games, you know, it had come off for us. But I, I, I called him a lucky manager at times. You know, I don't like saying things like that, but I think we were. And that isn't in hindsight. You know, I, I thought we were, at times last season, we rode our luck. And, um, yeah, teams do that. But in the end, it, we got caught out. You know, a couple of silly mistakes. Um, yeah, and... I think he may he may be regret it when he looks back at not maybe taking more advice on you know how to go about things in the championship. But you know it, it's gone now. It's happened. Chris Hutton's come in. You know, let's all get behind him and let's just hope we can turn this round and uh, you know start moving up that table. And if they do start moving up that table with him in charge, then you know I think a lot of teams will start looking over the shoulders and think, right, okay. They're now showing the potential that everybody realises they've got and, you know, we can could, we could make a, another run on getting up to, to that top
0: six. I'm going to let you go in a second, Gary. There's one more point I want to put to you, which I think is an interesting one from uh, Ben Carlin. Um, don't forget the transfer window isn't closed yet. He may change that defensive look a bit. Do you think it might be, I mean, he might want to make signings, but do you think it might be a bit counterproductive to make even more signings and shake up the squad to an even greater extent?
1: No, I don't at all. I, I think his his name in the game is is right up there. And I think, you know, if he wanted players to come to the football club, you know, he'd have a good chance of bringing some quality in. Because, you know, they know Chris Hutton, They know he's managed in, in the Premier League. I think he's been a little bit unfortunate, to, without a doubt, to, to get the sack from, you know, the football clubs he's been at. And, um, you know, so that... that Respect he'll have from footballers may just tempt players to come to the club because, again, they'll see that the owner is very, very ambitious and he is backing the team, the, the club to the hilt, and he's doing everything right. I keep saying off the pitch, but it's so important if you get it right off the pitch, and then you marry it up on the pitch, you've got a very formidable football club, you know, going forward. And if Chris can come in and turn that round then I hope I've got a big smile on my face uh, along with all the forest fans.
0: Excellent. Um, I'm going to let Gary go. Thank you to everyone who's watched along over 300 people with us at the moment. So that's fantastic. We'll be back with a proper podcast tomorrow with one of your, I think he's your friend, Gary, Darren Fletcher. Can I call him your friend?
1: <laughs> Fletcher. I used to work with him. Of course I did. That's right, I know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah,
0: he'll be back on to give us his insight tomorrow. Um, early afternoon so do join us again for that it'd be good to get um, Darren's perspective thank you to everyone who's watched along um, for this kind of impromptu podcast Gary thanks very much for your insight as ever Uh, we really appreciate it pleasure as always and we'll uh, see you all tomorrow thanks very much everyone